Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm your host, Melissa Harris, and welcome to the finale of our National Cancer Act 50th anniversary miniseries. Throughout the last eight episodes of the miniseries, we've discussed so many areas of the National Cancer Institute's work since the National Cancer Act passed in 1971. The Cancer Act was meant to empower NCI to fight and win the war on cancer, providing the funds and authority for the Institute to make progress. Today, December 23rd, is the official 50th anniversary of the National Cancer Act. Today marks 50 years of growth in cancer prevention and diagnostics. It marks 50 years of treatment and therapy, 50 years of research, 50 years of community engagement and support. 50 years later, the fight against cancer still persists, but this is a moment to reflect on the work NCI has put into the last 50 years, as well as where we are today and are going into the future. As we end this year's Cancer Act miniseries, NCI Principal Deputy Director Dr. Doug Lowy joins us to help reflect on the heart of NCI's people and work and how the Institute will continue to grow down the line. All right, Dr. Lowy, uh, it's been such a pleasure working with NCI throughout this whole year, and it's great to finally have this closing episode to reflect on the National Cancer Act. So um, as we sort of close things out, we hit on a number of themes throughout all these miniseries episodes, like the dedication and passion of NCI's researchers and personnel, how collaboration has been really key how we're fighting um, health disparities and using technology and community engagement as key tools. So what would you say are the central themes to NCI's work in your perspective, especially given the context of the National Cancer Act? Well, overall, the principal themes of the NCI work is to try to uh, enable people to live longer, healthier lives primarily by reducing the burden of cancer. But that's a simple thing to say, but complicated to uh, actually deliver in practice. It requires us to be supporting the most basic and fundamental research on the one hand, and then at the other end of the spectrum, to also be supporting research for the most applied aspect, both for developing new interventions for preventing cancer, diagnosing cancer, and treating cancer, but also for trying to improve the implementation of uh, interventions that we know work, but aren't as widely disseminated as they might be and should be, while always thinking about this through the lens of equity so that all people can take advantage of the advances that have been made. So this episode is set to publish on the anniversary day of the National Cancer Act, December 23rd. Although we've been commemorating this act throughout the year, what does this day mean to you and your colleagues at NCI? To me, the 50th anniversary of the National Cancer Act is an opportunity to look back at where we were 50 years ago, look right now where are we today? And to recognize that although a substantial amount of progress has been made during this intervening 50-year period, we still have a very long way to go 
to really be able to say that we have had a major, major impact on reducing the burden of cancer for everyone. Very true. And throughout the miniseries too, we've focused on individual areas of NCI's work, but they fall under this larger mission that NCI has. How do you see the different offices, research branches, centers, and uh, other partners coming together to meet this larger mission? And what do those resources, energies, and drive look like to you? Well, it's difficult to summarize all of that in one sentence, but the way I think about it is that we have this incredible intersecting network where different groups complement what the other groups do while at the same time delivering cancer care and cancer control throughout the U.S. We are extraordinarily fortunate that the quality of the people who are in, in these different areas, whether it's the branches, cancer centers, uh, et cetera, their quality is very high and their dedication is extraordinary. That's certainly true. And I've definitely heard that dedication and passion throughout this whole series. I know that NCI has hit a lot of milestones throughout the past 50 years, as you were mentioning before especially given the National Cancer Act, um, help and resources. But can you give an overview of some of the most important in your mind? There are many important milestones. To me, especially as I am a cancer researcher, I think that our understanding of cancer is just so dramatically different now from the way it was 50 years ago. By understanding how many different kinds of factors contribute either to preventing cancer or to its development. We really understand at a much more fundamental level the different kinds of genes and how they interact with each other and cooperate with each other to lead to cancer because of their derangement. On the other hand, Another enormous advance is that at least some of this information has been able to be translated into approaches that can improve the lives of people, whether it's for preventing cancer, diagnosing it at an earlier time point, or uh, helping with its treatment so that the outlook and outcome for people who develop cancer is far better than it was 50 years ago. Definitely. I think this understanding of cancer has helped us branch out from there to understand how to better treat or prevent, like you said. What have these collective milestones over the past 50 years meant for the people who you're ultimately trying to help, whether it's researchers, patients, or providers? To me, the big difference between 50 years ago and now is that cancer has come out of the shadows. It is something 50 years ago that many people were reluctant to talk about. But now it really is part of a national conversation. In addition, patients have really become front and center 
as an, a, a, a critical and integral part of the research, whether it's looking at the symptoms that patients have and their responses to treatment, but also their input into the new treatment advances and the research that we conduct. Very true. I don't think it's appreciated enough how taboo cancer was before the National Cancer Act and the work that led up to the passage of the act. I would also say that the amount of cooperation between different researchers has increased dramatically. Cancer research has in many ways become a team sport where groups of people work closely together on important problems which they are trying to understand and solve. And this, I think, is really qualitatively different from the way things were 50 years ago. We still have a lot of room for improvement, for working together, etc. And there also is a very important role for individual researchers. But I think that a really big difference between then and now is how much more team science we do, interdisciplinary studies with people with different backgrounds coming together so that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts when it comes to the research and the progress that we can make. That's a great way of framing it. You've mentioned a couple times how there's a lot to do moving forward, even though we've made so much progress the past 50 years. So where is NCI's work going in the future? What resources, further partnerships, technologies, clinical trials, or more do you think will help us get there? One of the important lessons of the last 50 years is that cancer is not a single entity. Instead, it is multiple diseases. And therefore, there is no single solution that will get us over the finish line. Therefore, we need to really pay attention to a lot of different areas. And this involves our working internationally because cancer is much bigger than can be a problem to be solved by a single nation. We need to be thinking about understanding more about the fundamental nature of cancer, not just in terms of understanding the cancer cell, but also how it interacts with other parts of the body, the bidirectional impact between cancer and the other parts of the body that is not yet cancer. We need to think about creative clinical trials taking bold steps to develop new interventions. And these interventions need to be not just, of course, concerned with trying to improve treatment for cancer, making it more effective, and also having fewer side effects, but also focused on trying to do more for prevention so that the incidence of cancer actually goes down substantially, even beyond the point where we are today. I just have a quick follow-up there. We've talked a lot about immunotherapy, the role that vaccinations have in potentially helping us with cancer. 
and new ways that we're looking to prevent. So what techniques do you find as really promising that we could further work on? I think that there is a lot of room for improvement in terms of what we do for cancer prevention. There's already a tremendous amount of investment in cancer treatment because in the private sector, in the pharmaceutical industry, this really is a, has an incentive not just for improving uh, the health of people who get cancer, but also it can be financially quite remunerative. There is much less benefit financially for trying to prevent cancer, which is one of the reasons why it is a particular responsibility of the NCI. I think that there are at least two different areas where we can think about making progress based on better understanding of how cancer develops. One is by trying to develop inhibitors that are able to interfere with the development of cancer. And the other is to think about trying to develop vaccines that instead of being directed against infections, the way we have for human papillomavirus vaccination or hepatitis B virus vaccination, instead tries to target abnormalities that are not caused by infectious agents, but that develop when people develop cancer. One area that we are exploring right now is a familial syndrome called Lynch syndrome, where the people who have this syndrome are at very high risk of developing colorectal cancer and another uh, group of uh, cancers because of their inability to repair defects in, uh, that are caused in DNA. And we are exploring the possibility of actually developing vaccines against this condition which is not caused by an infectious agent. And in fact, early clinical trials with one of these approaches is starting in the very near future. That's so fascinating, and thank you for sharing that. We've heard so much about the different passions that everyone at NCI has um, throughout each episode that we've done here. So what excites you most about NCI and what has excited you most during your time at NCI and what excites you most moving forward? It's the people and the patients. The people who support and conduct cancer research are among the most dedicated and committed in the world. And we have very important partners in our patients. And by patients, I'm not just talking about the patients who have developed cancer, although obviously it's critically important for us to work closely together with them, but also patients who, as a result of our research, may never develop cancer. This is a very important goal for us to be uh, thinking about and trying to achieve. I don't think that we're in the near future going to be in a situation where nobody develops cancer, 
But I do think that there's a tremendous amount of potential for us to reduce the incidence of cancer so that many more people will not have to suffer the knowledge that they have developed uh, cancer and also for the people who develop cancer that they won't have to suffer the dire consequences that unfortunately still happen much too frequently. Thank you, Dr. Lowy. I think that was such a perfect way to sum up the whole spirit of all the work that NCI is doing. It's definitely driven by people and a desire to help people who are at risk for cancer or who have cancer. So thank you to you and your colleagues once again for joining us throughout this entire year to celebrate the work that you've done and commemorate the National Cancer Act. Well, thank you so much for highlighting what the NCI has been trying to do. Thank you again to Dr. Lowy for joining us for this finale episode, as well as all of the others from NCI who have joined us throughout the year to commemorate the National Cancer Act. Your dedication to your work has been great to learn about, and we look forward to seeing what comes next. To our listeners, as you enter these holidays, stay safe and healthy, and we look forward to having you join us on HealthCast next time. HealthCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentciomedia.com slash podcasts. HealthCast is produced by Amy Kluber, hosted by Melissa Harris and Adam Patterson. If you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.